get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. My name is Leah. This is episode 349. Thank you for bearing with us with our short one-week break. Uh, it was all much appreciated because uh, we all got a little R&R. Right? Happy yeah. Easter. Happy late, Easter indeed. Late one. Happy springtime. Mm-hmm. I love spring. Uh, on the show this week, we're going to be talking about some Sony news, some Sonic news, some Star Wars news, and some movie news. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Excellent. Simon, hello. I'm eating peaches. Okay, you're eating peaches. I will roll right into the housekeeping then. <laughs> it's just peaches. You, you know that song? Um, in a can, they yeah, were put there from, uh, by Is that a the, man. President, the uh, president of the uh, President United States of America? United yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it's so funny because we um I, we used to have like a oh my god like I want to say a clan but like a like a group of people who used to play Siege all the time together. Yeah. And our, and our tag was PPEC, which is in French Pêche Poire en Can, so peaches and peaches and pears and cans. Pears in a can. I, I, I don't remember <laughs> how it came to. I think at one point like three of us while playing were eating peaches or pears and cans and it just kind of stuck so now every time I, I eat peach and pears and cans i think of that song and the rainbow six thing is that song a euphemism most likely probably mm, or an innuendo. <laughs> what? Mm. what what song is it exactly or the ones that are just blatant like nickelback songs anyways let's get or whap. into the housekeeping they have a song called S-E-X. Like, come on. All right. Anyways, <laughs> housekeeping time. If you enjoy Chat this show, you can subscribe. <laughs> you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designedbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip. Maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to yeah, our Yeah, give us a that- tip. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> Just the tip. Just the tip. slash girls on games. Huge shout out to Comfy Gamer. Thank you very much for yeah, coffee the other day. Thanks. Much appreciated. All right, let's best. get into the crew check-in because it's been two weeks, but I feel like there's a good energy vibe going here today, guys. Always. Oh yeah, it's you can take it's the peaches. They're really is good. Is this podcast a mukbang now? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, could be. We could do that. Uh, okay. Well, let's check. While you, while you uh, have your peaches, oh, I can do both. Worry about it. You want to keep going? Okay. What have you been up to this week? Then? I'm eating Two peaches. <laughs> You're eating peaches. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Just Easter stuff. Saw the family. Um. We had a. It's been a weird week. Cause like super warm, nice outside. Then bam, snowstorm, and it was like, what? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Every year we always get surprised by like that one end of the year like mother yeah, nature it's, just uh, being winter like you 2. think 4, i left so. <laughs> yeah i don't yeah so that was interesting and um we lost power that morning it's like oh, i'm just gonna work from home you know considering i have summer tires to go to work right. like and then right. hydro quebec was like nope right. no power you gotta figure something out I'm like all right then. so you didn't work that morning <laughs> no i don't went to the office it wasn't too bad it, you know, okay 
the, yeah. the main rows were pretty clear. And yeah. um, it was Tally and Zora's birthday. Aww. So happy birthday to the kitties. We had them for a year. Uh, well, we haven't had no. We, we didn't. We don't have them for. We had them for eight months. And okay. We had. We got them when they were four months old. Aww. So four weeks old. Four what? Four months. No, four no, no, months. No, no, no. They were four months old. Yeah, no, no. Because yeah. uh, we got them out of the shelter. Not uh, eight. I, I was just failing at doing math. That's all. That's okay. Yeah, yeah you know. It's not we, my strong uh, suit. We uh, <laughs> we we estimate that they were about four because you know they were found on the street, so we don't know how old they exactly were, but they estimate. Oh, four, okay. So. We're saying that they are one. So they're super oh. cute and comfortable and happy. And uh, we didn't get them birthday presents because we're horrible parents. So that's, just, that, that's, that's, that's what we do. Are you, you fed the millennials that own animals? If you I know. Oh, <laughs> man, you should have seen. The, the worst part is I think last year, I think it was last year or two years ago, like for Mimi's birthday, Mimi is our, our, our older cat. Um, like we made her like a feast. Like we, we, we got one of those... Um, uh, meals in a can for 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 cats so we got one mm. of that uh we put treats on it we put uh you know the those treats that are in a like a like a tube like a gogurt tube but it's so we <laughs> put that on top and we're like mm. here me go crazy and she did and it was like oh my god the best ever life we, we even filmed it uh and then for the two girls we're like nah it's your birthday cool here, here's here's some hugs and kisses that you get all the time anyways <laughs> And there's one coming to say hi right now. Hi, hi, Tally. <laughs> Hello, Kitty. Had a had a good time and uh, happy to see the family in a semi-normal state. So that was fun. Yeah, excellent. Catherine, how about you? Yeah, I went to see my mom. <clears throat> uh, Pascal went to see his family back home in Ottawa, and uh, I went to spend two days at my mom. There was a big wind storm and we lost power for 18 hours. Um, oh my goodness. And that and at my mom's house that means no water. Um cuz she oh, wow. has a Yeah, cuz she's out yeah, in the boondocks. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they had like bottled waters. They always have like backup bottled water mm-hmm. because yeah. of that. So, yeah, we lost power around 6 p.m. on Friday night just as I was about to make dinner. Oh, fun. Uh, <laughs> so then we had to play the game of which boondock town has power and um <laughs> shout out to the sushi place in Citadel. they were open they were swamped but we were like they were like yeah it's gonna take a while i was like well we have no power and nothing to eat so you know you're we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway like pia was like it's half hour for me to drive over there uh we were like all right so uh shout out to my mom's boyfriend for doing almost an hour of car ride to get us dinner shout out uh, at least at least like imagine he gets home and you complain that it's cold <laughs> sushi yeah. i but- know i'm, I'm kidding <laughs> It was honestly uh, some of the best sushi. Really? It was seriously like I don't know what I think it's just called Saint Adele sushi. Saint Adele with their sushi game. Holy moly! Yeah, their rice was like fluffy and it had the right amount of like rice wine in it. Wow! It was no, no, no. It was it was top tier sushi. It was really good. but then, like, Hydro-Quebec was like, power's going to be back at 6 a.m. Cool. We woke up the next day at 8 a.m., still in the dark, still with no water. Um, but they had started to restore power to other places, so we were mm-hmm. able to find, like, near my mom's place a greasy spoon to have breakfast. Yeah. And then power came back, like, around 10, 11. The best um, so breakfast we were is able... at diners. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we had such a big breakfast that we skipped lunch. That's good. Um, okay. So, so it was brunch. The, yeah. 
So in the afternoon, we went uh, to walk around a river uh, out in the woods because that's what you do when you're in the boondocks. And then we came home and we made barbecue and then we drank wine and we chilled. Um, in the dark? No, at that point we had power. Okay, good. Well, but that sounds before, like a lovely time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the night before we also like ate sushi and we drank wine but and chilled, but we did it in front of the fireplace in the dark <laughs> that's kind of nice oh yeah actually i like, love you, you that must have fell asleep at like 10 30 <laughs> honestly we fell asleep yeah i fell asleep early because that day i got up my mom wanted to avoid the traffic she was mm-hmm. coming to pick me up so i went early to the gym to do mm-hmm. my whole workout to wow be like, so that i feel good about like going to my mom's and just eating my weight in pancakes <laughs> um so, but then we didn't do that because Saturday morning we didn't have power. But so, like, we went to s- to bed early both nights because we were just so tired of everything we did. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday the she that? made a she made a big breakfast, and then she drove me home. And then uh, I I think I slept funny um, over there because then I had a crick in my neck and fucking a fucking headache that wouldn't go away. Ew. So uh, yeah, every time I would do any kind of physical effort i would get this throbbing pain in the back of my neck and a giant headache so uh today i managed to go see my osteopath and he jammed his fucking little thumb somewhere in my <laughs> neck and it hurt like a bitch and he was like there it is <laughs> i was like oh, no. uh, but i already that'll be six hundred dollars please <laughs> <laughs> thank god for my insurance um yeah, so, but um, I'm already feeling a bit better. Like, already my head feels better, cool. my neck feels better, and I'm just like, this is this is how old I am. Like, I go to sleep at somebody else's place, and it costs me $100 of osteopath to deal with it. I mean, I feel, yeah, that's always something I always hate when I, even if it's, like, not sleeping in my bed means I don't sleep well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I slept well, and I don't, didn't, like, I... I was sitting there. I'm like, I don't feel pain, except I get headaches, and I never get headaches. And he was like, all right, let's look at it. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you got something there. And I was like, okay. Now it hurts that you've got your fucking thumb jammed in it. Yeah, but got it out. Got that knot out. Yeah, that's why I hate osteopath and, like... You love-hate relationship with them. Massages and things like that, because after you feel great, but during, they just gotta, like... They gotta you get a poke p- at it. And you gotta power you. through. Uh, I always do that, you know, when we go to uh, spa places or whatever. Like they always ask, uh, like, how hard do you want your massage? And I'm like, the softest massage you've ever heard of. Give me that, but less. It's like, <laughs> really? I'm the yeah, complete just, awesome, opposite. Just like, I'm like, brush beat the my, crap my out of me. <laughs> oh no, please, I can't do that. <laughs> Mike. Sometimes, like, I'm like, you can push harder. <laughs> please, my shoulders. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So that was my easter weekend i did a lot of cleaning too and um woke up tuesday morning to a fucking snowstorm and i was like yep <laughs> yeah was that monday into tuesday because what happened here in toronto was so yeah it was weird monday because because we yeah. like the snow came and mike and i were watching we were like what the heck and within like two hours we had like an inch or something of snow like there was a pile it looked yeah, like it winter again it was a winter mm-hmm. wonderland outside mm-hmm. and then it was gone the next day yeah, yeah for oh, us yeah, like it's, it, it's all it gone melted. now <laughs> it melted like 
it was just piling up piling up piling up and then it started to melt but it was still snowing and it just became like insta slush and it was yeah. fucking gross out yeah um, i mean but- it, it was like seven degrees the day after so everything melted pretty yeah much. and the thing is too is like the ground's not cold so it's not gonna stay cold so yeah, the ground's exactly. starting to warm up right yeah. yeah, I was glad it happened not while I was up north at my mom's place because they had a proper snowing. Like, oh, okay. They still had snow when I was up there. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Like, you could hear a constant flow of water. Yeah, yeah. Around mm-hmm. my mom's house. And it was just trickle. Like, yeah. It was just the snow melting every day. But, <gasps> yeah. Must have been so relaxing. It was amazing. <laughs> Love like, it. when I packed my stuff, I, I was like, do you still have snow? Like, do I have. Do I need to have boots? She's like, well, not winter boots, but like you need boots. It's muddy and snowy and mm. disgusting. Mm. Um, I mean, not winter boots. It's different kinds of boots. Yeah. Yeah. You can have boots what? that are just like Timberlands or you can have yeah. like Sorrels that are like for big. Like I have a pair that like when I walk the dog, like I wear yeah. with what? like snow pants. I have. Yes. Yeah, I have boots. Fashion, for fall. Simon. Okay. They're the fall <laughs> boots are not warm as warm as the winter boots they're from yeah. like zero to like 10 degrees but they're they are waterproof and they have a thick rubber sole so that you don't slip yeah uh. okay then yeah. Sure. running shoes will get wet and you walk on snow and you oh, yeah no i agree but like i have one pair of boots oh oh no, no. i have three i have, I have two or three rain have, boots yeah, I have rain boots. I have the Timberland fall boots. I have my Blendstones because mm-hmm. I am a Montreal cliche. Mm-hmm. Millennial. And then I have, <laughs> yeah. And then I have the one pair I don't wear a lot, which is the big, bulky, Arctic grade, minus 40, 30 inch of snow. Sorel, Banff, whatever, all those different yeah. brands that you're just like, it's a blizzard. I need boots. <laughs> yeah. I don't wear them as much now that I live in Montreal. But like the days that we get a lot of snow or when I go see my mom in the winter, I have to wear those boots. I used to wear them to walk to work. Cause I, but then again, I was also insane that I would walk to work when I was in Montreal in my in the middle of the snowstorm and i would be in like full like i was in a ski suit walking to work you remember that cat yeah I put it all on <laughs> i was yeah. weirdo yeah on uh, my front uh i had my family and my parents finally made it into town um so yeah it was all the like elise at like our side of the family and her fiance side of the family meeting so yeah it was nice having like real easter and stuff and we were out mm-hmm. hanging out on uh, on sunday over at uh elisa's fiance's parents house and like the kids were there and they did like an easter egg hunt and it was it was cute it was fun so uh so yeah it was a uh, it was a nice time and uh yeah not much video game playing but uh there has been a little bit of that since things have started to calm down a bit and i had a crazy yesterday because my sister got really bad food poisoning uh the other night and uh, I ended up going to her place at like 1230 at night because she was alone because her fiance was away. Um, and when you're violently ill on food poisoning, um, you can't do anything. You just, <laughs> you can't, right? Sit there so there uh, in your own vomit. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you live next to the toilet. So the poor thing, she was super ill. So I went and took care of her. Um, but yeah, but then got to... Uh, Stay. I stayed at her place that day. Tried to do a little bit of work. It was kind of hard because I didn't have a computer or nothing. I was kind of just operating off my phone. 
Um, but yeah, I uh, played a little bit of uh, cloud gaming through oh, yeah. the Xbox Cloud. Yeah. So uh, I know, Catherine, you've done that a, a bunch. Mm-hmm. Do you usually use a controller or do you use a touchscreen? I use a controller. I got the Razer. Oh, right. Well, I forget what it's called. Yeah. I actually brought it to my mom's place to to play, but I ended up not having time slash no Wi-Fi. So right, <laughs> no, because yeah. no power. But yeah, that's what I use. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I tried. I didn't, didn't think. I didn't think you can play without one because when i launched it yes. on my phone it was like you need a controller it depends on the game some okay. games have touch controls but that here lies my qualm with it i guess you could say or my fault with it so i didn't bring a controller with me because obviously it was like twelve thirty at night when i was packing my shit but i had my ipad and whatever so i decided to try moon glow bay which i've had on my you gotta play this for a while um and game the game runs and everything really well it's just really weird where the controls are and for the longest time i couldn't figure out how to start the game because the button with the three lines is up in the top right corner and i didn't realize that's where it was and i could not figure out for the life of me how to start the game and then once i did get into the game some of the way that the buttons are mapped makes no sense because there's a mechanic that you learn for this game is about catching fish and cooking fish and restarting your kind of business um in uh i guess you could say like it's i think it's um nova scotian kind of town uh bay town but one of the mechanics when you're catching the fish is you have to hold on to the right trigger which mm-hmm. if you're have got a controller on is fine you're doing that with your right hand but then there's another part where you can like really like lock the hook i mike mike would know the technical term for it because he's so into fishing but it's where you like you like pull really hard so you kind of catch the fish in the hook and it kind of brings them in closer to shore and in order to do that you have to like kind of pull down on the analog stick and then hit the left trigger which is fine when they're on two different hands but the way oh, that yeah. the mapping <laughs> was on the ipad was the right trigger was on here and the left trigger was up top on the same side like you would use the triggers with your thumbs it was really hard <laughs> that's really strange so a game played great but i was having a really hard time with the controls as a touch and it, it's advertised as has touch controls so uh so yeah I, if i was those folks i'd fix that um but then i booted it up on my xbox today and uh continued with my save which is fucking phenomenal (laughs) and started playing again so uh yeah so far game's pretty cute but yeah not a big fan of the touch controls on the xbox cloud interesting yeah yeah and then of course i'm back into my minecraft thing but decided to play on xbox and uh still playing horizon but i'm curious to know if you guys got to play anything this uh past two weeks cat no no, I I was hung over off Mass Effect three. <laughs> oh, you're done now. Oh, done, yeah. done. That post game yeah. funk. Yeah, I was on that post game funk. Well, that post trilogy funk. Uh, yeah. And I figured over the weekend, I I brought my little controller thing. I would finish Firewatch, um, oh. but I didn't. Mm. Uh, and then uh, podcast happened, and I haven't played anything. But I did finish Mass Effect. Uh, I didn't have all, all three ending available to me, probably because I couldn't broker peace between the Quarians and 
the geth anyway i didn't have a perfect game and a perfect save so i just at that point i just picked an ending mm-hmm. and i went with it and then after that i went online and i read about all the endings and i watched a documentary about how they changed the endings after fans were angry and things like that mm. <clears throat> i remember hearing about that i guys i i didn't play the games when they came out but i remember hearing that people were angry about the endings yeah. and then they changed a couple things yeah when did that game initially come out 10 years ago. ago yeah 2012 yeah i remember cat you and i were doing gog then can you believe it mm. um I remember that being kerfuffle and people talking about that in podcasts and stuff, but I didn't play Mass Effect, so I wasn't really proud of the loop. But I remember that being the two vividly two big disappointments that I remember in video games when we were kind of like the beginning of us not really covering it, but kind of covering it um, was that and the Nintendo eShop with some like early, uh, it was, I think it was all about people who had early adopted the DS and then people got some stuff for free or whatever so they gave them more stuff for free there was a whole big hoopla about that do you remember that vaguely yeah it's been a while i, know I actually while. had to like reread reread on the whole mass effect uh ending kerfuffle wow just to because i knew there was a kerfuffle but i didn't know what it was mm. but it was basically um no matter what choices you made mm-hmm. it didn't really affect the ending yeah, and, and Mass Effect was just that was what it was known for was yeah. the choice, exactly. And the one of the toxic Bioware dudes went in interviews to say that it would that's what would happen, and then I guess the game got in dev hell in development hell. And when they launched it, it was uh, it was bad because it was the cinematic teams. Basically, they had crunch to deliver the game, and after the game shipped, they had to crunch another four months and then everybody was put on dragon age inquisition and they started to crunch again Ugh. Ugh. and then that's why people bioware left bioware, bioware and drove asterix magic asterix. Uh, big yeah. heavy asterix yeah, yeah. Uh. so it was it was a weird it was a weird story to read and it's like i think all that also happened like really close to gamergate um yeah it, it would have because it was no, hold on. We hadn't moved. No, Gamergate was more in 2015. Because we were at Bell then, not Astral. Gamergate was August 2014. Okay, I was close. So that was two years later. Yeah. Um, it's starting to mash up a lot in my head. But Everything anyway, is. <laughs> anyway... We all know that gaming in the 2010s was like a terrible cesspool of harassment and um, the studios were all shit and the people playing were shit. Um, Except yeah. for us. We weren't shit. All that to say that... <laughs> that I thought you were going to be like, yes, we were! We're the shit. We're the the shit, shit. Not shit. The shit. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Difference. There is. A very yeah. distinct difference. All that to say that... Uh, I, I, I watched the People Make Games documentary on the mm-hmm. Mass Effect ending and everything, and they talked to bio, ex-Bioware de- uh, devs and things like mm. that. And it was really interesting. Cool. And I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Because I got to play the Legendary Edition 10 years later, so I'm getting... Not only am I getting, like, the... The best of the best. Yeah. Ending, but also, like, with 
Uh, they added a lot of quality of life stuff and a big mm-hmm. graphics and all the content and everything. So mm-hmm. I was like, why were people yelling about this? And then I read on it and I was like, <laughs> oh, right. Bioware were dicks. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy that I waited for so long as well to, <laughs> for this. Like, honestly, it's, it's pretty cool that we got the, the, the good version, if you will. Well, I mean, the, the mm. game was still horribly developed and people crunched, but, you know, the game that we got to play was what it was supposed to be, I guess. Yeah, so then the question is, is if they were given no, more time and didn't have to crunch, would it have done better? That it did well. Did well. Would it have done better? It I mean, did well because it was the third in the in a critically in a acclaimed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel like they they could have like the the first one was not re- revolutionary, but like it, I had never played something like that before. The second one was really great and it introduced new characters. Third one was a good ending i feel like it, it, mm-hmm. it was a satisfactory ending but definitely wasn't something that was mind-blowing like it was good but it wasn't holy shit you know best video game trilogy of all time amazing insane eh, you know it, it, it was a good end <laughs> mm-hmm. but just yeah. fine as you know fine as well hmm Simon? Yeah. Can I guess what you're playing? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Elderang. Elderang. So, like, are you on playthrough, like, 10 now? No, no, Have you played through all of the different characters? Have you played the naked character? Have you (laughs) played... You know what I'm I'm talking uh, about? (laughs) Yes, of course, they're wretched. But no, I'm on on playthrough 4, I want to say. 4? Simon! 4? Well, because okay, hear me out. I want to. I, I want to get the um all the achievements. Okay, and to I get, get it. the achievements, you got to do the different endings. So oh. I'm on. So what I'm missing is getting all the legendary uh, um, talismans and weapons, and then I need mm-hmm. to get the the last ending that I'm working myself. I'm working towards to right now. So I, I'm 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 getting there. But like, you know, first playthrough was like a hundred or so hours. Second play, like I I. I I think I'm probably a bit more than halfway, and I'm at like 30 hours. So of course, it's much faster the second time around. But I'm yeah. I'm I'm doing this playthrough as my second playthrough was like 25 hours. But like this one, I'm okay. taking more of my time. I'm re-exploring stuff that I I explored on my first playthrough that I skipped on my second and third one, uh-huh. and it's just um, yeah. I'm uh, it's it's still just as good. 214 hours so far, wow. um, and I'm. It's perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. Simon's There's... game of the year, and the year's not over. Oh yeah, yeah. it barely started. It, it's definitely. I game, mean, I don't game see, of the decade. I don't see anything <laughs> else going even close, coming even close to what Elden Ring is for me. Yeah. So, what? It, it's not impossible. the new Pokemon? What? No. What are you saying? What is messing with you? Pokemon was great. I mean, it's no, really... the new one that's coming. Is it? Oh, I mean... There's a new one coming in November. Yeah, but like it's Pokemon. It's gonna be I the know, same I'm, thing. It, I mean, I'm gonna enjoy it, but it's the same type of game I'm, over I'm, and over. Then again, I'm, I'm gonna hear people you. say, "Oh, the ring, it's the same from software." It's the same game over and over. <laughs> yes, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I just want The Witcher Four to be just as neat as as Elden Ring is in terms of open world, and not in terms of open world, but in terms of breath. fucking <laughs> combat and in terms of movement. And I don't want to feel like Geralt has a stick up his ass every time he he, he turns around. 
Like, yeah. I don't care about movement realism. Give me crisp movement. That's what I You're want. You're not going to see that for a while. Oh, no, I know. And they announced God it. God only it's knows. It's going to take a freaking while it's gonna, before it comes out. Like, at least, uh, I mean, you know, the end's going to, the world's going to end before Witcher 4 mm. comes out, but whatever. World might end before uh, I ever see the up-resed version of Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, they announced the uh, DLC, though, so. What? That's cool. The main game's not even done. <sighs> I mean, it's done-ish. But I think the big question is, before the end of the world, will Star Citizen be officially out? No. It will never be out. Star Citizen. game will never be out. What are you talking about? So, my, my husband... And one of his buddies, Simon, have this joke going. Because there used to be this restaurant in the Atwater Shopping Center in Montreal called Sackwich. Yes, I said that correctly. Sackwich. A sandwich in a bag. And I don't know why. They never ever went in there. But every time they went by, they were like, we should get a sackwich. And the other guy would go, it's not time. So they never ever got it. Because the place went away. And that's kind of how I feel. Oh, it's not time citizen. for a sack witch. It's, it's not time, time for it's not a, it's, time. It's, it's not, not time. time for uh, it's not time. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh my god, sack witch. All right. You guys ready to get in some news cuz some stories happened while we were not around. Oh yeah, hey, uh do 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 we want to talk about uh, our little update from our friends over oh. at uh over at what was it called Bonus Ninja? <laughs> Yeah, so maybe a little recap. Last week, um, we had a little bit of a chuckle fest um, at a story uh, that was emailed to me or a study that was emailed to me um, along with some other folks that I had seen online that had also uh, kind of looked at it questioningly um, around who are the dirtiest gamers. And we don't Mm -hmm. mean by uh, cheating. We mean by actual filth. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Literally pooping your pants. Literally soiling themselves while playing games. Um. So yeah, I, I Catherine, this came in through the GOG email. I, yeah. I'm actually surprised they heard it. Did, were we even honestly, spinning that we were talking about this thing? Honestly. Like, <laughs> so they answered us like they they took the time to listen to the podcast and fucking send us an updated like answers to our questions thanks thanks for listening honestly thank you <laughs> so i mean if i can read over the, the email so we got an email from uh, the, guy, the guy's name is mark uh, like his balsa bulsa b-u-l-s-a and uh, he said hi thank you for covering our story dirtiest gamer on your podcast it was great to listen to all of you talk and laugh about it um may i just say that i am as shocked as you are of the results being a gamer pc and xbox and a clean freak myself just reading the findings gives me anxiety so it could still be like a generic answer but it's not so he says i wanted to answer a few of your fair questions raised on the podcast why only 10 people surveyed is it a study quote unquote no um, not 10 a hundred a thousand and five uh, a thousand people surveyed is it a study uh, a study yeah. investigates a series of variables and is not determined by number of participants however as rightly mentioned on your podcast a thousand people is not a lot meaning that the study doesn't offer a great generalizability to the wider populations fair 
Fair. Uh, is data from Bonus Ninja reliable? And he says, the data was collected by the ISC Digital, a PR agency on behalf of Bonus Ninja. The data collection and, analy and analysis were conducted by the data team following strict methodology to ensure the validity and reliability of the study. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> what qualifies as cleaning a console? Anything from dusting and wiping the entire consoles qualified as cleaning the console. Simply blowing slash wiping the exposed part of the console did not qualify as cleaning. Okay. Okay. Um, define cleaning a phone. Wiped with antibacterial wipes slash hand gel screen cleaning gel. Okay. Define cleaning PC consoles. Dusted for the consoles and PC case uh, includes pressured air blown into ventilators for both PCs and laptops, and screen cleaning gel being used for the monitors, slash TV. Okay. And one of my biggest concern was, is Bonus Ninja trying to get clicks from this study? The answer, the way we angled the finding was to create newsworthy headlines for online newspapers. All the information is true and accurate to the answers provided by the participants. We have not changed or bumped up any numbers. Bonus Ninja is not looking for clicks on their page. It is a landing page with no adverts or message to incite people to spend me on their website. It is simply part of their PR strategy. <laughs> so, honestly, props to them for for listening to the podcast, answering our question, and writing back to us for this. So, just for that, for me, big props. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, still, like, don't we... go on their website and don't go <laughs> play their casino games. But we... still, props yeah. to the PR guy. <laughs> I mean, we weren't necessarily the nicest, but at no. the same time, we. No. In the, when, when you get a like, that's like that, it's just like wow. How many, like, really? how many emails like this do we get per day? You know, a lot. We get I so, get a and, lot and, and of like ninety nine point nine percent of them. They're just like being sent and like in a hope that someone will hook and will listen and like will will, will contact them and hope to sell their online casino game. You know, so mm. the fact that they actually listened like we didn't answer back to them whenever they send that email like not yeah. at all and the fact that they actually listened and sent back like uh, a message blows my fucking mind i know that <sighs> is wild i mean props you know like yeah because i mean like i get i get so many blind emails like i signed up for stuff for pr releases and yeah whatever else. i mean but then i get a lot of other stuff too like please do not send me any more garbage <laughs> NFT things. Oh I will not God, talk please. about them. Oh, I will yeah. not. What no did, fucking time for what it. That's Allie what NFT stands for. No. What does she call it? No fucking no thanks. No fucking thanks. <laughs> no fucking thanks. Yes. I don't care. I really don't. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh, to all the people who are just trying oh, to do don't their jobs. We're not no. sorry. Fuck NFTs, just man. trying to do their jobs, but like, no. <laughs> We're not, Fuck NFTs we're not, and crypto and all that and all that. Yeah, not we're not interested in your NFT games. We're not interested in your non-gaming news stories and even a lot of the gaming stuff that comes through. I'm like, thanks, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another MMO from Korea that no one cares about is having a free-to-play weekend. Yeah, can we or so some casino game that's like, can we buy some links on your website? So no, like, no. That's no. <laughs> not what we do here. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for thinking of us? Question mark? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you but for mass yes. emailing a bunch of blogs. No thanks. <laughs> Should I take my email address off the website? Um, <laughs> anyways, look, thanks for answering us back. We really appreciate it. Apologies if we were mean, but, you know, it's just... Oh, wait. When it's when it's about poop, 
we're going to be ridiculous. Most definitely. We will yeah. talk about the poop. <laughs> All right, folks. Are we going to get sensible now? Yes. We should. Okay. Point. Let's, let's get into news. All right. And we're back. Catherine, what's the story you're bringing to the table today? So, apparently... Sony is considering putting ads in free-to-play PlayStation games, and it should be rolling out this year. Just like Microsoft. Just like Microsoft. Just like maybe Netflix? <laughs> Just like every that? free game on your mobile phone. Just like the app that I run? <laughs> I mean, ads are part of it if you don't want to pay yeah. for it. You know, like, they need to make money. I get it. I just hate when they're super intrusive. That's all. Yeah. So, uh... I got in one of the... There's many articles about this. I grabbed the one from Eurogamer. Congrats, Eurogamer. You won this week's uh, lottery for getting a link to your website. (laughs) 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 It it should have been Bonus Ninja. Come on. Bonus Ninja. So following reports earlier this week that Microsoft is considering introducing ads to -to free-to-play games on Xbox, a new report has surprised claiming Sony has been working on its own plan to do the same. Uh, as reported by Business Insider, it's paywalled, but not on Eurogamer, uh, which cites three people involved with Sony plans as its sources. The company is currently investigating ways to encourage developers to continue making free-to-play games said to have soared in popularity during the pandemic by providing new ways to monetize them. Uh, PlayStation's ad inventory is said to be limited to in-menu ads. Okay. So, and ads serve via streaming video on certain apps. Honestly, uh, how- maybe because I grew up in in in, in a time where ads were every 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 fucking where. Hello, eighties and nineties. I don't mm-hmm. care about like so yeah. what? So who so cares? What, yeah. Like I, it it doesn't ruin the sanctity of your video game if there's a link to 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 buy Mountain Dew. Like I don't I don't care. Like, I like when they're more integrated, Simon. Like if you're playing NHL and you see like a cool thing on the boards, that's you know, fun too. like yeah. that's cool. That's you fine. Know? Like I don't care. That's totally like I, I don't know. I just I don't mind ads. It's part of stuff being free. It's part of, mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's our age group that doesn't care about about ads. Maybe, maybe older and younger people care about it. But yeah. like <laughs> they're so everywhere. It's like I don't even see them anymore. It's yeah. it doesn't bother my, me. My I only hope- question. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Cat. Well, my hope would be that, like, if you have a free-to-play game that has, like, a, a battle pass or a free pass or a mm-hmm. event pass or uh, whatever An you call it. An ad-free model? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you drop season, the ads? Season pass or whatever, right? Yeah. Which is something you see a lot in, like, online games. Like, mm-hmm. uh, So if you get, like, maybe, like, a $5 every four months or $10 every four months or every three months, whatever a season is, or once a month, I don't know. Give me a f- ad-free version. Yeah. Like, it's either free-to-play, completely free-to-play, and there's ads. Or I bought the game and there's no ads. Yeah. Or there's a sub-model for me to not have ads. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm, I mean, whatever, man. I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm, I don't care. So, Cat. is the game good? Yeah, cool. I'll pay, I'll pay you for it. Cat, remember, remember... Was it Vrak? Yeah. Do you remember? Where, like... If you're targeting kids under a certain age on television, you can't have ads. 13, 13 and under, you cannot have ads. So the VRAC website, when I worked on it, 
had a 13 and under version that had no ads, no banner ads. Yeah. Or so if, if it was bad, if the banner ads were showing like just stuff for like programming stuff, like telling them okay. to watch this show on Monday at, at 5 p.m. 10. Okay. Uh, yeah. Above 13, you could have ads. But yeah. You could not. What you can market in Canada to kids that are between 13 and 18 is very much restricted. You can't sell them junk food. You can't sell them toys. You can't sell, sell, sell them, of course, alcohol and things and like tobacco that. tobacco and things like no, that. No, yeah. tobacco products. Um, so, like, they couldn't have, like, Lego's not allowed to advertise to kids. They have to advertise to adults. To adults, yeah. Yeah, so it was... They ended up not having a lot of ads because of that. But it's... Yeah. Canada's like that. The United States, I figure, like, anything goes, I guess. Well, that's what I'm wondering, like, in this case, then. But then it... Then do they have to put an age threshold on these games? Most game online games are 13 above. 13 plus, anyway. Like, I mean, most like social, social media is 13 yeah. plus, too, right? For the same yeah. reason. Exactly. So, um... I think a lot of like the games that are very much geared towards children, like the Minecrafts of this world, I don't think they will integrate ads. No. And I think And what would that even look like? And I a don't pixelated th- version of an ad. Yeah. <laughs> the ad would look better than Minecraft does. But Minecraft is not free to play anyway. No, it's not. It's a pain. But it's not an expensive game. It's like, no, it's really not. And it's, yeah. well, I mean, Game Pass, but I mean, you're paying for Game Pass. But yeah, I was just curious because obviously they're, not, they're, I would assume they're not targeting anyone under 18, or th- 18 13 to play yeah. any of these well, free to play games anyway. Most of these free to play games on console are online games. They're like Fortnite. Oh yeah, true, true. So they're going to get or hit or stuff. the hell, Or the Halo multiplayer. So already like it's a gun game. Yeah. So it's not going to be 13 and under. Yeah. And after that, like, whatever they advertise in the games is going to be restricted. They're going to have to follow the advertising rules of, I guess, all the markets they're in. But, like, yeah. consoles are already very, very strict as mm-hmm. to what they let on their platforms. So I don't think that Microsoft and Sony, when they do this, it will be open to anything goes i don't think so i think they're targeting that so that they can get big money from like big corporates like mm. some major corporate money like to get like you know mcdonald's or pepsi like you know pepsico owns like pepsi is like craft like they own mm. so many brands of not just drinks but also food and things like, like that unilever yeah. Like Unilever and Lay's. Mm. I think Pepsi owns like Lay's, Quaker, a, lo- a bunch of stuff. Mm. So, so you know, it's I, I I'm thinking they're they're targeting those kind of partners more than whatever kind of bullshit you see on mobile ads. That tends to be a bit of everything. Mm. Mm. Ads for other mobile games, basically. Uh, I love when ads are done well, when product placement is done well. Like, when they make deals, like, I don't know, this is probably not something, but, like, say Jordan Brand has a deal with NBA 2K or something and all Mm -hmm. the sneakers in there, or they had to strike a deal in order to make it as simulation as possible, they have to strike a deal with all the different uh, companies so that the, the 
players are wearing what they're branded with because they're big I mean, sports deals and stuff. But like I mean, stuff where you can integrate it properly yeah. is cool. I mean, if you think about it, Forza is just like one big car ad. <laughs> I, I mean, Because yeah. they strike these deals with the manufacturers, with the actual factual car Because the, the IP of the design of the cars and the logos of the cars mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and hey, some of the stuff is pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I, I'm thinking like if they do this, they might at least at start to start they might do it well and after mm. that it might like degenerate a bit like we see on mobile mobile games right now but it's mm-hmm. just because like right now mobile games they just integrate ad networks yeah Most it's of like them google google or, what is it a double click or whatever it's called what is it called google ad, google no, it's ad called ad google sounds? ads now but it was back oh. in the day it was double click yeah um, and then facebook facebook has a large advertising network Oh, yeah. um, where they do a lot of display ads like Google, like banner ads. So those are the two big ones. I think Amazon is starting to get in there. And it's just kind of like you just kind of integrate um, just kind of like how we have banners. On IAB. The yeah, yeah, IAB yeah. banners. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of integrate the code and the network feeds stuff according to and you tag Traffic. your game or your content to so that people have an idea of the demographic demographics of your product. And mm-hmm. then you can't really curate what you see it's just people buy put their ads on there they buy access to certain demographics and it might show up so it's yeah. very random and i think for sony and microsoft it might start a bit more curated than just like integrate google ads because mm-hmm. it's it's very incestual on, mo- on mobile mm-hmm. because it's like social a social media network and one of the biggest mobile game marketplace mm-hmm. that so I don't think they have the incentive to really curate the ads or, or worry about that. It's just like another source of revenue, another set of eyes, another source of data uh, that they mm-hmm. can sell to advertisers. Yeah. And I know there's like for the agencies that purchase ads and stuff like that, there's ones that are kind of like DIY where you go in and book it yourself, kind of like Facebook and stuff. But then there's agencies that sell it too. And they go and look for reputable companies to put their or content to put their ads up against because you know context one right one influences the other this is what my entire freaking thesis was about in, in grad school is all about context and relationships and duality um and uh and yeah some of them the ones that are least regulated that's where you get the chaos stuff but then when you get to ad networks like even like what i do right we're trusted therefore certain companies want to work with you. And I imagine it'd be something similar on PlayStation mm-hmm. or Xbox where they know it's reputable sources. Cause the content that goes up there is supposed to be super good. It's not like the wild, wild West. So you play, pay a premium for that kind of stuff too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So hopefully you get less crap, but we don't know. We I, don't know. I just, <laughs> my take is like i'm like small like i grew up in the 80s and 90s ads were everywhere my take is if i pay for something i don't want ads if yeah it's free fine yeah. if i if i pay like don't put ads in a game that i paid 90 dollars for yeah or if like i'm a big fan of youtube premium not gonna lie. oh god i adore it i didn't think i would pay for youtube but yeah. you know what 15 bucks canadian a uh, a month for six people to be on YouTube Premium and YouTube Music, I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I tried God. the, uh, I, I tried the, the, the free trial. And I was like, okay, yeah, this could be fun, you know. Even uh, maybe I'll get it one day, and then like, 
when the free trial ran out and I started seeing ads again, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Even when I got to Toronto, I keep getting like and I, I, I never used my YouTube in French. I was getting French ads all the time. And when I moved to Toronto and I was getting real mad with it because I'm like, but I left Quebec. Why is it targeting me? You didn't update your cookies. Uh, no, my cookies followed me. Well, all but, that to say, if you have a free-to-play game and you have ads, but I love the fuck of that game and you have yeah. a premium version for me to not see ads, I will gladly throw money your way. Or do the ads well. Yeah, but they, they yeah. never do. They I never know. Do. Simon, what do you got for us today? I'm sorry, I'm still doing beaches. <laughs> 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 all right back to the ads so sometimes mike doesn't log into his youtube and because then that's... he he has the ad free thing he's part of the thing or whatever the family plan and uh sometimes he doesn't log into his youtube and he gets the ads and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> you're like you don't you literally this. pay for this you dummy <laughs> um yeah, so uh, I got two um, two quick news stories. Uh, first okay. off, um, if you're a fan of Sonic, uh, be angry. So uh, they announced um, <laughs> they announced a new uh, um, Sonic Origins new game, which is a remastered collection of um, Sonic's one, two, three, and Sonic CD. That's being remastered uh, and being launched on I think it's June twenty second, from what I read. Uh, yes, June twenty second, twenty twenty two. However. They Sega decided to pull off a really, really, really strange pre-order scheme. Okay. So you have five different editions. You have the standard (laughs) edition. Okay. The start dash pack, the premium fun pack, the classic music pack, and the digital deluxe edition. So again, not. You know, feels a bit like Ubisoft. You'll, you're going to get, you know, extra skins or, or shit or whatever if, if you do that. But no. So uh, if you order the standard edition, you only have the main game. Okay. If you order the uh, start dash pack, yeah. you will get an extra 100 bonus coin, mirror mode unlock, and letterbox background. So that basically means you can play your game in letterbox mode. But if you buy just a regular game, you can't do that. What, you mean you play it in like four by three? Yeah, exactly. As and then to... letterbox means it's stretched out to yes. sixteen by nine. Yes. Huh. What? what a weird so thing. So if to you put only buy the standard edition, you, you don't get that. That's and then weird. it goes into the premium fun pack that you can buy on top of your standard edition. Um, that includes hard missions, the letterbox background, character animation in the main menu camera controls over the main menu island and character animation during music islands so if you don't buy that premium fun pack you don't get any of that in your regular game and then you have the classic music pack which adds additional music track from mega drive and genesis titles which you don't get if you get the premium fun pack so if you only get the premium fun pack, you do not get the classic music pack. You got to get all of them to get everything. And then what's even funnier, if you pre-order the digital deluxe edition, you get access to everything but the 100 bonus coins, mirror mode, and letterbox background. So there's not one there, thing yeah. you can buy that has everything? 
You're piecemealing it no matter yep. what you, you have do. To buy... So Letterbox is is you have to buy the deluxe edition and the star and dash then the pack. star dash pack to get everything. They get the, every no, fucking no. Thing. The only so this it's confusing. I don't know. It says the digital deluxe You're right. edition. You're right. It's included in the free DLC. No, it's free DLC included with pre-order of standard or digital deluxe. So you have but it that, if you pre-order. But free with a pre-order. It's confusing as fuck. Why they didn't say, they just have it to mark together? That's really this is really obtuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like I, what what irks me in this because like video game companies, like I work for Ubisoft, I'm not gonna lie there and be like we don't do that. We're the worst. Oh, everybody does that. We're the fucking worst at this. But it's just like at least give me the option to get it all. But like, if you why see, see, why that, does that, everything the in the start dash pack cannot be included in the deluxe? Why is the start even, dash why does it have to be behind a pre-order? Why can't you that's just have thing. it if you're it, buying the fucking deluxe edition? If you edition, buy the deluxe edition after the game comes out, you will not have access to those things. You, you, you know, only pre-order to get everything. And if you don't pre-order, you're going to miss out on something. And this menu, the way they have this lay, this laid out is so obtuse. You borderline need to enter it into a fucking Excel sheet mm-hmm. and figure mm-hmm. out what matches up. 100%. It's obnoxious. I uh-huh. hate it. I hate it. So, yeah. Garbage. This is garbage. It's the worst. I'm sorry, Sonic fans. You get fucked every time. The All only three. thing they got right All was a goddamn movie. Oh, there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of 35-year-old neckbeards who love Sonic. Anyways, um, next new story. Okay. The uh, co-writer of the Portal games, uh, yeah. Eric Walpaw, probably, or Volpaz, whatever. Walpaw, um, yeah, that's a hard Portal, name to say. Who co-wrote Portal 2, uh, Portal, Portal 2 and Psychonauts. Half of episode one, Left 4 Dead, Half Life Alex. Um, he, he was on a podcast recently, and uh, he ended the podcast by saying, "We gotta start Portal Three. That's my message to uh, to whoever. I'm not getting any younger. We're reaching a point where it's crazy to think that we're literally going to be too old to work on Portal Three. So we should just do it." <laughs> yes, please, and thank you. <laughs> Yeah, thank you he, he doesn't Portal actually 3. work for Valve anymore. He used to, but then he uh, he left and like he's hired as as a contractor consultant, mm. um, which whatever that's totally fine. And he's like, yeah, you know, the, the Valve uh, has over three hundred employees. I don't know exactly how they break down how many of them are in the production side versus Steam versus legal versus whatever. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities, uh, a lot of opportunity costs to taking seventy five people and trying to get a game made. As much as I like, as like Valve, often it's just a bunch of people sitting around sipping gin and tonics by a pool. Everybody's working, <laughs> so like it's not them just sitting around. Everybody's doing something, so they're working yeah. all the time. It's just that you don't always you don't always see the result. You can't see it. it. Does yeah. it doesn't always end up coming out, or it comes out years later, it get turned mm. into something else, etc. So everybody is accounted for. Is I guess what I'm saying. People are all doing something. So so you so you almost have to take them. It's like a revolution and stir a bunch of people uh, to leave immediately what they're currently working on and come together to work on something else, in this case, Portal 3. So he wants to make it, he wants to write it, but the way that Valve is built, that it's just on the whims of people working there saying, hey, maybe we should do that, or maybe we should not do that, or maybe what we're going to do. So 
Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, they say that Valve that you know they know that Portal Three would make money, but it'd probably not make Counter Strike Go money, like or or Dota money. Yeah. So or Steam money or Steam money. So straight up you, Steam money, wanna, Steam Deck money. Like it would be profitable, but would it be profitable to. Like you said, take 75 people out of those 300 people to make that game where they might not be the best investment. For or, just, just to make a like, game for the sake of making a game? Like, goodwill? <laughs> that Brand equity? Anymore, Come on. I know, but sometimes it's just nice to show they're human. <laughs> no, I joke. Mm. But yeah, it's. It, I, I get it. it. They probably won't make the money that they would make just working on Steam or doing something else. But, like, it would be nice. I mean, I would love to have just Half-Life. <laughs> like, Half-Life yeah. 2, Episode 2 ended on a cliffhanger. And then mm. we've had nothing ever since. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. So, yeah. yeah. Those, were my, uh, those were my little uh, my little news of the week. And cool. um, I hope that we one day get to see Portal 3. That'd be, cool. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, you know what you're... Stop playing Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're actually going to see? What are in the not too distant future? What are we going to More see? Star Wars. You want to oh, know no. why? Why? <laughs> they came out with an announcement. And uh, this I'm going to be reading straight from StarWars.com. Amy Henning and Skydance New Media creating a new Star Wars game. Do you folks remember Amy Henning and what no. she's worked on? No. Amy Henning has worked on many games, including a Naughty Dog games like Uncharted, but Ooh. she was actually working on a Star Wars game, an EA Star Wars game. Oh, yeah, the 3331 or whatever. This yes. There was the studio or something, right? Um, I'm trying to remember here now what exactly it is, the one that she was working on. Uh, da, 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 da. Career uh, Visceral Games. Yeah, visceral she was games. working on a Star Wars game back in 2017 that EA shut down and closed Visceral. Um, so yeah, kind of crazy because it was one of those ones that that when it came out and I retweeted her because uh, I was just like, what the heck? Um, hold on, now I had Twitter open and uh, I closed it because I wanted to tell you guys the tweet because I thought the tweet was kind of epic. <laughs> <laughs> all right come on here's my twitter yeah it's the last one I, I i posted i retweeted amy henning going never tell me the odds and then it had the article link so um here we go uh, a new star wars adventure is on the way from one of gaming's most acclaimed creators skydance new media today announced a collaboration with lucasfilms games to develop and produce a narrative driven action adventure game featuring an original story in the star wars galaxy Helming Skydance New Media is award-winning writer and director Amy Henning, a game industry leader whose credits include blockbuster series Legends of Kane, Jack and Daxter, and Uncharted. In quotes, I've often described how seeing Star Wars in 1977 essentially rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future indel indel indelibly, said Henning, president... Indelibly? In indelibly. It's a hard word for me to say. It Said is. Said Henning, president, Skydance New Media. I'm elated to be working with Lucasfilm Games again to help inter tell interactive stories in the galaxy that I love. We couldn't be more thrilled to be working again with Amy. She is Skydance New Media's, she and Skydance New Media's 
team have the talent and ambition to create a unique Star Wars adventure, said Douglas Riley, Vice President Lucasville's Games. Their vision for making narrative-driven and engaging interactive entertainment makes this collaboration very exciting. We're working hard with their team of experienced and talented developers, and we're looking forward to sharing more with Star Wars fans when the time is right. Skydance New Media was formed in 2019 with the goal of creating high-fidelity, richly interactive experiences crafted for traditional game, gaming platforms as well as emerging streaming services. Ooh, interesting. And designed to be appealing, inviting, and accessible to a global audience. Since its creation, the studio has assembled a team of developers and artists with decades of AAA experience in action and adventure gaming, as well as a diverse team of creative consultants from the worlds of film, television, games, and comics. This is the second significant project announced for the game studio, which was formed by Henning and veteran producer Julian Beek to pioneer a new... Uh, category of narrative-driven interactive entertainment. In late 2021, the studio announced a partnership with Marvel Entertainment to create an all-new game with an original story and their unique take on beloved Marvel characters. We couldn't be happier to be working with Lucasfilm Games, said Beak, executive vice president and GM of Skydance New Media. We will be... We'll, we look... We look forward to taking fans on an epic journey with Star Wars action-adventure title. So that was a lot. Um, but the key points <laughs> that I want to say in here is that, wow, Amy Henning, now after not working, uh, like having a terrible experience, is willing and must love Star Wars enough and the money is good enough that she's willing to pick up that uh, that uh, IP again. And uh, yeah, I really, this is interesting about talking about Skydance Media too, saying that they're working on uh, crafting experiences for traditional games gaming platforms as well as emerging streaming services and designed to be appealing, inviting, and accessible to the global audience. I'm assuming what they mean by emerging streaming services, they're talking about Xbox Luna, Cloud, uh, Cloud yeah. uh, Stadia, and not all Netflix. Them <laughs> you never know. You yeah, never know, honestly, because Netflix apparently had its uh, uh, thought they were going to increase users and actually lost users. And now we might not be able to share passwords in the future. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I feel like there's a gazillion and one different Star Wars projects currently actively happening. I couldn't tell you the difference between one and the other besides a really cool logo on that Eclipse game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited because Amy Hennig did Uncharted and that game kicks ass. All, all those games kick ass. Some of my favorite games. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hope for more Star Wars game like uh, uh, Fall Fall in Order. First yeah, Fall in Order was really mm-hmm. good. Yep, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think like uh, if they could give me a good RPG where I could be a Jedi, yep. I'm sold. Yeah, a Jedi. And a I think Jedi. That's the thing about Star Wars is you want a good story. Yeah, I mean, that's space that's cowboys. A, yeah, space. It's, it's a space opera. opera Magic about... space cowboys. We love space, space wizards. Space, space wizards. Space wizards and space cowboys. So I saw this really interesting mashup the other day. I think it was on TikTok where they essentially this guy told the story of star of of like Star Wars, but then had Star Wars with the whole journey and Harry Potter next to each other, and they are like the same goddamn thing. It's kind of freaky. Anyways, oh. motifs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I have an additional story for you guys Ooh. because obviously we've been, you know, there's been a lot of video game movies in the news. Um, I haven't had a chance to go to a theater or uh, anything for Sonic 2, but I do really want to because I oh, did yeah. enjoy the first one and I've heard yeah. nothing but good about the second one. I haven't watched the first one, but I really enjoy the voice actor, um, Ben Schwartz. So well, the, first, yeah, the, the, the first, first one's good. It's a good popcorn movie. Like I watched yeah. it with Pascal and it was like, we made popcorn and we kind of turned our brain off for like an hour and a half and we just <laughs> looked at the pretty color and laughed at the jokes. Yeah. yeah, I downloaded it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you should check that out. Well, there might be uh, a new one coming uh, because Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock, will executive produce It Takes Two movie adaptation for Amazon really cool yeah which i can see because that game definitely plays out like a story right like it is very much on rails kind of like narrative adventure um in the sense that you go from point a to point b to c to d d you know it's not like an open world one and tells a pretty distinct story about uh a family uh relationship and uh it's super cute and i could see this happening so this is um story comes from ign um so variety is reporting that johnson is set to join danny garcia and hiram garcia to produce the project on behalf of seven buck productions for amazon studios and dj2 entertainment the sonnet the hedgehog movie writer pat casey and josh miller are going to be on board as executive producers as well as joseph fares and oscar will of Hazelight Studios. They're the guys that made it. Um, the studio behind It Takes Two Game. According to the report, it's also possible that Johnson will star in the movie, although cast hasn't been finalized yet. So, yeah, I think this would be really cool because this game be did fan very well um, and uh, got lots of accolades. It won one of the games of the year last year. So, and one of the, yeah, it was Game of the Awards 2021 where it uh, won Game of the Year. And uh, it got the Multiplayer Game Award at the BAFTAs in 2022. So, I think this has potential. Yeah. Yeah. Could be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's another one. We're not going to see it for a while. Because yeah. Yeah. it's only just in the pre-planning stages almost. So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like they're, everybody is trying to jump on that video game IP bandwagon and make all the movies or TV shows. Yep. Because having an original ID is impossible, so might as well use video game stuff. Why not, right? Well, we yeah. use comic book and everything else, too, for video yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, folks, that pretty much cl closes out the show this week. Unless you guys had anything additional to add, did you? No. no? You good? good? Everything's good? Yeah. Nice. All right. I invite you, my my friends, my listeners, uh, to go check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca. Why? Catherine does a fantastic job of putting all of the links to all of the articles up there. So you can go and read more because, you know, ads we were talking about ads earlier clicks and ad views and all that kind of stuff is important we want to make sure all those uh companies continue to create excellent content so that we can consume it um we'd also much appreciate it if you have the power on the podcasting platform where you were listening to us to rate and review the podcast why you ask um it helps with discovery and it pushes up us up in the rankings so much appreciated we uh do go and check out any of the comments we get and, re and read them and uh Hopefully, if you don't like something, we try and change it to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> 
but then we we feel all warm and gushy inside when someone gives us a good review so much yeah. much appreciated there super appreciate it yeah um as always at this time during the podcast is the chance for the crew to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them online Catherine, where can people find you I am C-S-D-E-S-B-I-N-S on Twitter and Instagram, but you can mostly find me in the Girls on Games Discord. Awesome. Simon, cute fuzzy creature, awesome human. Who we following? Yeah, so, okay, there's this very popular video on YouTube, um, and it's a French chef explaining to you how to cut an onion. But he's French as fuck, and he pronounces onion. So he's, how to cut an onion? And it's like, it has like millions of views. So he's and, seeking, he's doing this in English, but his accent's super thick. That that's why it yes, is. It's not like it's exactly. in, like he's not like he's speaking in French. No, no, no. Like he he's speaking in English. Uh, like the video has like nine million views. Okay. Uh, and um, so it turns out the guy his has an actual full YouTube video job. Like he posts uh, YouTube videos. I think it's twice a week. And I in 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 the in the food industry. And in like the the vid the the the, the videos and, and 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 like chefs and everything, it's everything is always so serious and, and drab and, and super like ugh, we're cooking. And Chef Jean Pierre is just a fucking delight. He's so he's always happy. He's excited about the food he's cooking. He's energetic, um, and his recipes are really fun and easy to follow. And like his crew as well is probably like younger people because they put like memes and stuff on the page whenever he's cooking and says something that's really boomerish. Um, <laughs> and honestly, it's just it's a really good time. Like he he makes a lot of really cool, uh, really cool and fun recipes, and he he just really seems like an overall um, fun fun guy and and uh, and interesting uh, interesting guy. So yeah, go check him out. He only has. Well, only quote unquote like six hundred and seventy thousand subscribers. I I would have seen him having like thousands and thousands more than what he actually has. Like he should at least be at a million, just yeah. for how he presents the um, food. So I think it's uh, totally worth it. So go check out the Chef Jean Pierre on. No, oh, that's YouTube. really cool. Yeah. yeah, I knew everybody knows how we feel about food on this podcast. So uh, yeah, and he I, he only started uh, doing like his actual. Uh, show on youtube a year ago so maybe that's why like he doesn't have a ton of uh a ton of um of subscribers but like his his like how to cut an onion is he, everyone looked at it because he, he says onion a funny way like he says it in with a french accent it was like how do you I'm, cut an onion it's like an onion, i mean i don't onion. i i don't know how to cut an onion properly so i mean i should go watch oh, that video <laughs> you do now no well, yes <laughs> sure yes for the story we'll say that <laughs> Oh my god, I cut an onion the other day and I put glasses on and I still was like bawling afterwards. You, the trick is to well, first off, you got you got to make sure that your your knife is super sharp because if it's not super sharp, that's going to cut the the, the protein is going to squirt everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Second, uh wetting your knife helps like just putting it under water when you're about to <gasps> uh, to 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 cut it. Okay. Never cut never cut the root. So you always want to keep the root intact whenever you're cutting your onion first. And um also cutting with along the lines of like the, the onions always has like little lines yeah, that go it's through like rings, it. like a tree. Yeah. yeah. You, you cut with the lines, not against it so that it's easier to like so the proteins don't get released as much. It doesn't <gasps> like it's not 100% foolproof like sometimes you're still going to get a bit of a sniffles, but like having your knife wet and really, really sharp makes a big difference. Wow! The more you know. Wow. I learned how to how to keep asparagus the other day. Thank you, TikTok. <laughs> oh my god! TikTok. No, seriously though. Like, take take your asparagus, cut the ends off it like an inch off the end, put it in a glass container with some water and a plastic over it. That shit will keep for weeks. 
Amazing. Yeah. All right. I'm Leah Jewer on most social media hi, platforms. Hi, Leah Jewer. Hi, that's me. But you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram. No the in there. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. But, of course, you ever need to know anything at all, you track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Simon. It's been another lovely week in video games. And I'm off to play more Moonglow Bay, but with a controller. <laughs> yeah. Have a good Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.